This podcast is for those making bold moves to reverse global warming. We are the determined ones, solving humanity's gnarliest challenges. It's a podcast on climate action, the determined mindset, and how standing out helps you make a meaningful impact. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Mark. So we keep meeting people who are freaked out about the climate crisis. Yeah. People that feel helpless, people that want to maybe think about dedicating their careers to doing something about it. Everyone feels pretty freaked out about our climate crisis. Yeah. So whether you're designers or maybe writers at some tech company, uh, even some of our students looking at their career prospects after graduation. They're probably going to be looking at working at some tech company. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was me. I was working at a lot of different tech companies and started reading a lot more about the climate stuff that was going on um, a few years ago. And it was just like becoming painfully obvious that this was happening now, not to future generations, not, you know, 2050. This was like something that I read about in textbooks when I was in the third grade, as if like scientists already had it all figured out. Um, And now I'm reading these articles saying, we don't know what the solution is. And this is happening. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just like, why am I working for this tech company making like gizmos that we don't really need that bad when I have these design skills that help with problem solving. I could be somehow figuring out how to solve this problem. And so I think that's the question. It's like, well, how? How can I get into solving this problem as a designer or something? Yeah. So with your story, as well as, like I said, all the people that we meet at our events or in in our classes, um, you got us thinking there's a new breed of designers emerging. Uh, people just don't want to get paid to put together a glossy thing for their portfolio. Designers just, they don't want the steady nine to five for some nameless company that they don't really care about. I think we're meeting a lot of designers that want to focus their creative talents towards addressing our climate crisis. They want to collaborate with others who are coming up with solutions and approaches. They're, they're eager for that kind of work. Uh, they just don't know where to look. Uh, they see what's going on in the world and they feel as if they can help and that they can contribute and they feel like they want to work on more meaningful projects. And so Sarah and I have been talking a lot about this over the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's this new breed of designers emerging. And we're going to put the, the stake in the ground and we're calling them climate designers. We're kind of inventing this this term our, on our own and we're going to own it. <laughs> yeah. So this can apply to any aspect of design, like graphic design, fashion design, industrial design, UX design, visual design, mm-hmm. um, architecture yeah. for sure. You can say, hey, I'm a climate designer. With a focus on user experience design. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm a climate designer with specialization in fashion design. Yep. Um, we feel like designers have the opportunity to create new products, services, and processes that can that considers every touch point, not just from idea to execution, but to materials and how they're disposed of. Uh, you don't have to be working for a solar company or an environmental organization or a nonprofit in the clean energy space. Um, you can work for a large company. I mean, look at Walmart. Look at Amazon, look at uh, some of these big tech companies that are trying to bring in a climate-friendly perspective. So a designer's role should be to create new products and services that are more regenerative and not extracting. So say you work for yourself or you work for a small studio, um, you might interact with a client that they might not prioritize the life cycle of a product that you are going to make for them. And it's time for designers to take a stand. We need to ask better questions when designing or inventing new products, new services, or systems. Uh, we mentioned on the podcast um, a couple episodes ago the living principles, some of the living principle questions that um, that cre- that were created a couple years ago. We'll include those in the show notes. 
Um, yeah, designers need to become more aware of the artifacts we, as designers, make. Where the materials come from, how they're sourced, the lifespan of these artifacts, how we close the loop when it comes to waste. So instead of using precious resources, let's create new things from used recycled materials. Let's make sure that the things that we create can be disposed of properly. Let's even ask the question, does this thing even need to be created? Yeah. So I think a lot of people wait for the client to come along who is passionate about creating an eco-friendly product or something. Um, and they just keep churning out widgets that, you know, because those clients aren't coming along. So they just keep designing what their clients ask for. But, you know, as a designer, you have a say in how these things are made, how they're designed, what they're made out of. And you can educate yourself on these living principles and regenerative design and biomimicry and start making things that are a little bit uh, friendlier to where we live. Yeah. And thinking about materials like paper and fibers and even just how things are sourced and even shipped too. I think a lot of designers don't think about the transportation of either the end product or the the materials used to then create an end product. Yeah. If you're not going to think about it, who will? Right. And also, designers have the ability to create massive positive change around policy, awareness, and behaviors uh, to get new ideas implemented globally. Look for design gigs. If you're interested, look for design gigs on job boards. There's uh, a few resources that we use. Climate.careers, which is a new uh, website that was launched just about a few months ago. There's also Design Gigs for Good. They have a pretty active uh, Twitter account. So if you just search for Design Gigs for Good on Twitter, you'll find them. Uh, get involved in the Sunrise Movement or maybe even the Green New Deal. There's a lot of help needed to raise more awareness around those two um, initiatives. Uh, consider reaching out to your local city council. See how you can volunteer. See what you can do as a designer to help them move some of these initiatives on the local level. Uh, we're huge fans of uh, Eventbrite. We go to a lot of events. Um, so look for or search for climate-related uh, events. As I mentioned on a podcast recently, I have a, a weekly reminder for me to do that. Um, I go to at least one or two events a week. And, you know, going to these types of events, maybe they're not design events. Maybe they're events that are, like, um, related to these climate issues. And here's the thing about design. We can help come up with crazy cool solutions, help visualize these ideas that these scientists and researchers and inventors and policymakers are coming up with. They need our help. So why not meet them at these events and see how you can help with them? Yeah, I think it's really important that we encourage professionals to take a stand, to step up, to take part in the conversation, educate themselves. So when the opportunity arises in whatever field they work in, they can contribute their creative talents in a way that uh, makes a positive change. Yeah, and so this idea of a climate designer, we're going to talk a lot more about this in, in this season. Um, this is going to be a new initiative that we're going to be uh, pushing out, climatedesigners.org. Uh, we're going to highlight those contributing their creative talents towards addressing our climate crisis. So whether you're a graphic designer, UX designer, um, anyone in the creative space, we want to put your mugshot up on this website and list your talents and uh, where you are and what you're interested in so that people can find you so that you can be part of the conversation. Um, we'll also provide ways to get more involved in becoming a climate designer. Uh, we f really feel like this is kind of a, a, a new direction in terms of um, how one in the creative space and the design space can spend their energy. Uh, and we're also launching a kind of a design school edition of climate designers. Um, these are going to be for educators to bring climate conversations and projects into the classroom. Uh, so we feel like we need to start educating the next generation of designers to think about the entire system of things we produce and consume. We need to update our ways of teaching so that they're exposed to um, certain tools and resources to take on this huge challenge. 
And so, yeah, we believe designers can play a huge role in creating a new, a new story for our species. It's going to take a lot of hands on deck at all levels, all sectors. It's going to be both top down and bottom up. Every industry, every position, every single person needs to wake up and take a part in this, uh, in this huge challenge that we're facing. If you're one of the bold rebels doing work that addresses our climate crisis, we can help you set yourself apart and amplify your climate impact. You can learn more about us at thedetermined.co. Thanks for listening. Oh, and thanks to Ian from Fugazi for permission to use this song. If you know anyone who might enjoy this podcast, feel free to share. Right.